Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. And I'm Marge, and this is Respectfully a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you can all support us. If you would like to show us support, please share our podcast on social media, tag at RespectfullyMT, rate the show, and write reviews just to let us know that you're listening and enjoying the show. All right, fam. Our topic for today's episode is toxic relationships. So what is a toxic relationship? A toxic relationship is one that makes you feel unsupported, misunderstood, put down, or attacked. Ultimately, a relationship is toxic when your well-being is threatened in some way, whether that is emotionally, psychologically, or even physically. Any relationship that involves physical or verbal abuse are definitely considered toxic. However, there are more subtle signs of a toxic relationship, such as giving more to your relationship than you receive, which will ultimately make you feel devalued and exhausted. You feel consistently disrespected or that your needs aren't being met. You feel a toll on your self-esteem over time. You bring out the worst in each other, which is a very big one. You're not your true or authentic self around that person. You feel like you have to walk on eggshells to avoid becoming a target. And last but not least, you are always to blame and they turn things around. So the things you thought they had done wrong are settling your fault, which is also referred to as gaslighting. Child, my mic was off, y'all. I'm going to tell Alice to leave that pause in there because that was the problem. (laughs) Well, thank you for that, friend. But, you know, even as we move through this, I think we also want to point out that all toxic relationships, you know, are not abusive. However, all abusive relationships are toxic. In a toxic relationship, there's typically a lack of respect and a violation of boundaries. And sometimes this behavior can occur without the person even realizing that they're doing it to you. So now that we've discussed the signs of a toxic relationship, let's talk a bit about toxic behaviors, which are also signs that you may be in a toxic relationship. So these signs can look like insecurity, jealousy, selfishness, distrusting, being demeaned, moments of having the other person or you being hypercritical or judgmental. And so This is also important to note that toxic relationships are not limited to romantic relationships and they can exist in families, at work, and among friend groups. Ultimately, toxic relationships can be extremely stressful, especially if the toxicity isn't effectively managed. And, you know, really quick, something I do want to add to that is is that that management can look like um, your functionality right? You'll start to notice its impact in you being able to function in your day-to-day activities or getting certain things done that you may have had planned and were looking forward to that you can no longer because the impact of the relationship. Yes. Thank you, friend. I'm so glad that you elaborated on that. And, you know, also just a a point, also effectively managing being in a toxic relationship is to get your ass out of it. (laughs) But, you know, That's neither here nor there, but we'll talk about that a little more later in in this episode. So 
when we're talking about toxic relationships, there are different kinds of toxic relationships. So the first one is when there are negative behaviors, such as constant complaining, critical remarks, and overall negativity that creates a toxic environment. When one or both people lack self-awareness. Now, sometimes people are unaware of their negative effect on others and may not know healthier ways to communicate. So that's saying that, you know, people's toxic behaviors may not always be intentional. They may be unaware that they engage in toxic behaviors based on their upbringing or based on the things that they may have been through or experienced um, prior to meeting you or being in a relationship with you. Um, also, when a person intentionally hurts others. Now, some people are deliberately rude and hurtful, which can make you feel singled out or targeted by their words and actions. And they may also try to control or manipulate you, which is ultimately toxic behavior. We also have when a partner is constantly cheating. And then, of course, when a person is abusive on any level. So have you ever been in a toxic relationship? And if so, were there any signs from this list that we discussed? that you recognize and how did it end? Hmm. Mm, That's mm, a little mm. nosy. When that question come to me, I don't know if I'm going to tell y'all all all that. (laughs) Uh, Listen, uh, friend, this is raw and uncut. These people come for the tea. They come to learn and they come for a little bit of this tea. But, um... I'm not going to tell you all my business, but I give you a little, a little bit of the tea. I told y'all I yeah. a simple question. Mm-hmm. i get back to you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, we just going to dive right on in here first. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, I have been in a toxic relationship. Um, two, actually. And it is interesting um, because, one, I could see that it, there was intentional behaviors. And the second one, I believe, was more so lack of self-awareness. But with the first one, let's see. Um, I feel like I had, you know, with the first one, it was more so um, I was always to blame. So whenever Mm. I would bring up something that I felt... when I felt I had been done wrong or, um, you know, any type of misstep on on their behalf, then it was always turned around on me Mm. to make it seem like, well, I did this because you did that. Or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically, and the worst kind, it's, it's one thing for, you know, you to say, I did that because you did this, but it's a whole different thing for you to act like, I don't know what I'm talking about and that I'm making it up and that I'm crazy. Those mm-hmm. are two different things. And what I experienced was the latter. Like basically what I what I'm saying is not true. It never happened. I am it's my own, you know, insecurities, yada 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 when bitch I seen you. <laughs> like I was there. We I know have what happened. The evidence. The uh, receipts, correct. Baby. Correct. Um with that particular relationship, um, it's like I noticed what I would call the red flags, but I necessarily did not associate it with toxic behavior because I wasn't really, you know, that wasn't something that we were saying at the time. We weren't really talking about toxic behavior at that time. So, I mean, you know, I would say I saw some, some yellow and red flags and, um, (laughs) and I ran right through them, girl, uh, looking Mm -hmm. for citations, obviously. Mm -hmm. Listen, that light was real red and I ran right through it. And it was yellow. But anyway, 
Um, but luckily we made it out on the other side. Um, how did it end? It ended badly. Um, the first one. So the first one, um, it ended because, um, they cheated. And I've talked about this before for some of our, um, long-term long time, should I say, listeners, but, um, oh yeah, yeah, I was cheated on with someone. I'm, I'm a plug. Sorry, I'm I'm just telling you and the listeners, I'm going to plug that episode just for y'all to actually get the tea about what the evidence was, because you talked about the evidence. I did, anyway, go ahead. I did. But, <laughs> but basically, um, you know, they cheated. And not only did they cheat, they cheated with someone who I knew. Um, but we weren't, it's so weird, because that person, we were friends, like, growing up, like, really close growing, growing up, and then we moved, so then we lost contact, then we came back, you know, somehow our um, circles intertwined, and we saw each other again, and we were cool, but we never made it back to friends, you know what I mean? So it was still history there, so that mutual respect and and, and care was there on that level, but not as young adults, we did not develop a new or uh, we didn't renew that friendship. Um, so, yeah, so I still felt slighted in a way because, like, bitch, you know me, but mm-hmm. it was more so about the cheating. So although I was upset, I never went after that person, although I should, but I felt like they, you know, they know what they did wrong. And ultimately, my problem wasn't with them, although they were problematic. <laughs> my yeah. problem wasn't with them. So I just, you know, took it there. And then at that time, you know, based on where I was um, emotionally, you know, I wasn't necessarily ready to walk out the door. And, um, but I'm so thankful that the little ounce of concern or care that they had for me, um, they were adamant about, um, releasing Mm. each other from the relationship. And I think that if that person had not been um, a little more adamant or um, Mm. I probably would have stayed in that situation longer than I should have, which would have resulted in more harm to myself. So ultimately I can appreciate that person for doing something for me that I couldn't do for myself, which was to put that separation between ourselves. Um, And, um, but that wasn't the end because, so this is the end. I don't think I've ever told this part of the story. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we, you know, how things go, communications and all of that started happening. Um, oh, let's go out for drinks, you know, sure. We can go out for drinks. So normally I don't ever have cash with me. Right. So, um, but I had cash that time. I can't remember why I had cash and I had a lot of it. And, um, so as I was getting out of the car, I pulled it out because uh, I was like, well, I might as well use it since we're here. So I pulled it out of this compartment in my car and I, the person was watching. But, you know, not, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's it's almost like I trusted them, but I didn't trust them, really. So, I, you know, I put the money back in. I was like, no, you know, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, I got my eyes on my money. So then... Later on, after the drinks, you know, I was invited back to their place. And then, you know, we had some fun. And then, you know, ultimately, again, listen to your gut. Listen to your first mind, people. So my first mind told me, okay, go home. Just go home. But, you know, like, oh, you know, you know, lay here with me, yada, yada, yada. And um, because 
that trust had been broken, um, I'm sleeping light as a feather. Soon as you move, my eyes open. What you doing? <laughs> so, um, because <laughs> I don't trust you like that to just be sleeping and you moving, and I didn't know what you're doing. Um, so we, <laughs> so um, they went to the bathroom, right? And then, so I took the money out of my car and I put it was in my pocket in my my pants pocket, and then of course mm-hmm. they were, you know, laying. Um, Somewhere separate yeah. from my person. And, but I had a belt. I always wear a belt. So um, they came back from the bathroom and I heard like my pants and my rattling. belt. Yes. So I'm like, what are you doing? And I can't remember the, the dumbass excuse they gave, but I'm like, okay. And then that was it. But in my mind, I was like, did this bitch just try to steal from me? Like low key tried to steal from me. But anyway. No, right. that was very high key. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, high key. Um, because if I mm-hmm. obviously if I was asleep, they would have t- they would have taken it. But anyway, so you know, with the second one that I, I heard to finish my story, but the second one, <laughs> um, like I said, it was more of self awareness, and I also feel like kind of um us bringing out the worst in each other, and yeah. you know, bringing out the worst in each other. It wasn't so prominent because there were way there were a lot of good times, but the bad were bad. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. when we got to that place, then the worst part of me is coming out. The worst part of them is coming out, and it was just toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, ultimately, I didn't recognize it as toxic behavior because you know we have we had strong chemistry. You know, we were good together. It was just you know when we got to those um those fork in the roads. My mm-hmm. perception is this way; their perception is that way. Now we bumping heads. Now we feeling misunderstood, and then that's when the toxic it created a toxic environment to where we were shut down. And then ultimately, then come back together, shut down. It was like a, a, a horrible cycle. Um, and then we ultimately uh, mutually ended that one. Um, I said at first, they agreed mutual. That's how we mm-hmm. go with that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but that one was, um, but still, and even on the other side of that, it was amicable. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we did actually care about each other. So although we recognize, okay, this is not going to work and this was toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't hate you. I yeah, don't dislike you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be angry. You. Correct, yeah. correct. And we um still have communications to this day. Um, you know, we don't talk all the time like we're friends, but we do have a mutual um care, concern, and respect for one another that we can have conversation and it just be that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay, that's enough of the nuggets y'all getting. I'm not telling y'all any <laughs> business. Um, your turn, friend. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, you all will not be getting that, you know, cut of my uh, <laughs> <laughs> historic toxic relationships. But um, okay, uh, give so, them enough, friend. Give them enough. <laughs> Thank you. So okay, so my husband and I have been together for eight years, technically seven, and so my history of toxic relationships outside of my relationship with his are, you know, really in late teens. So I think they put us in a little bit of a different space, except for when around the age of like, I think 22. So, okay. Yes. I have had a toxic relationship before. Definitely. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it was on me. Sometimes it was on the other person. 
Um, but mm-hmm. the one that I'm particularly thinking of, um, I'll jump to the end. I ended it. Um, and <laughs> just for, you know, shits and giggles. <laughs> but also, um, the person was lying a lot. And it's crazy because um, my self-awareness wasn't there. I, a lot on my end, a lot of it was me having this the idea of wanting to be in relationship and have something that was committed to start to develop that lifelong partnership mm-hmm. and that was like all i could see that was all you know what i mean and so if people mm-hmm. were giving me answers to that if i asked questions around that then rather than me like trusting my gut instinct of feeling like uh something doesn't feel right about this it was mm-hmm. like i was just taking the answers that was being were being given you know So this resulted in a whirlwind of things, a whole bunch of lies start coming out left and right. Um, Because, like I said, baby was lying for me from the beginning, the first moment we laid eyes on each other. What, damn? (laughs) Kind of lying, yes. And um, so. But you could at least took off your shoes first. (sighs) No, seriously. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, But yeah, so. Um, because all of those things were coming out at first, it was like things would come out and then they would get covered up. And then, but at the end, there was just, there were things that just could not be covered. So I was like, "Mm -mm, this, this gotta go. The one thing Mm -hmm. that really got me, I asked him, um, and I know this might be crazy, even with all the lying, but the one thing (laughs) that really got me was I asked him, um, if there's any way that you can continue to grow as a person, you know, how would you grow? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me dead in my eyes, man, how I'm looking at you right now. And mm-hmm. said, no, I think I'm perfectly fine just the way I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is okay. it. Oh, so basically he told you to take it or leave it. Baby, I said, oh. <laughs> you started packing your shit, friend. Oh my god, so fast! Listen, I don't even know what I was grabbing at a certain point. That's all the answer I needed, but I was just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm out." And then as things started coming out, like because we were still kind of communicating, but as still as things still started to come out, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, no, this is this got to go." And still lying about it to this day. Like I promise mm-hmm. you, if I reach out to him to this day, that man will be like, "I don't know what that was about." Mm. yeah mm-hmm. so there's that um but you also gotta know like you also have to be able to trust yourself in that you know kind mm. of situation um so, but the signs that were ultimately there were really that the line the distrusting um there's some gaslighting and and a bunch of insecurity mm-hmm. um so yeah and so i think like you know i mentioned my marriage and stuff like that i want to like just kind of take note that um no, I'm not in a toxic relationship, you know, my marriage, but there has definitely been like historical moments. And I'm saying that because I haven't had a long, super long dating history, but, Mm. and not to say super long, but I haven't had many partners in the past. And the outside of my, my husband, there were people in my past that I was in actual relationship with, and it was not toxic. Mm. Um, and we broke up amicably, but um, even still, just like with my relation, my marriage, there definitely have been some pockets of, you know, moments for us to grow because we were bringing toxic behaviors inside of the relationship. 
but the relationship in and of itself were not toxic. Mm-hmm. And when they were, we've had to be intentional about having some conversations about that and creating space. So that's yeah. good. I'm I'm so glad you 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 kind of that last statement that you made that we brought toxic behaviors into our relationship, but the relationship wasn't toxic. So it's important yeah. to know that you know you have to check in with yourself when you exit those type of situations because the very behaviors that you may have run from, you may start to exhibit some of those behaviors because that's the environment that you've been in for so long. So understanding that, you know, necessarily it may not be a toxic relationship, but there are toxic behaviors that we mm-hmm. need to get in check. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I would also say just even for myself, you know, when I recognize the bringing in of, of toxic behaviors, it has a lot of it has been in relation to childhood things, you know, what I've mm-hmm. learned in the past um, and subconsciously right. responding to things or just reacting rather than taking a moment pause. How do mm-hmm. I want to respond to this Exactly. Um, instead of that? And so I've definitely had my moments, y'all, where I'm like, <laughs> who was that? You know, like, mm-hmm. who was that person? Or that's not necessarily who I want to be because of that toxic behavior. Um, and I'm sure we've all had those those kind of moments, but yeah. And then let let's also just before I, we we move forward, I just want to segue just a little slightly to say, just because I cuss you out does not mean that that's toxic behavior. Now, yes, you want to you know talk to people with respect, but just because you did something and I curse your ass out does not mean that I'm engaging in toxic behavior. It's more so cause and effect. But when you are demeaning and just purely disrespectful, then that's when we get into the area of toxic behavior. But me cursing because I'm upset, that's not toxic behavior. That is emotional expression. It may not be the most appropriate at times, but it does not necessarily mean that it's toxic behavior. I want to say just to that, like, this is a black ass show, a melanated ass show. And so (laughs) recognize that melanated people, we speak with passion, period. Okay. Mm -hmm. We always add Mm -hmm. a little season into the way we talk. So honestly, (laughs) like even just in, in how we may be having a conversation now, you know, there may be times where people listen to this, like, what was that tone? Or like, what was that about? Maybe we mm-hmm. add a little flavor, no matter what. So right. piss me off if you want to, by doing something that you were not supposed to, then yeah, you're going to get told about yourself Correct. and with right. a little sauce. Right. Which may <laughs> or may not include profanity. <laughs> But as long as we not M-F-U-B-I-T-C-H-U, that's just expression. Now, when we start to do the name calling and demeaning each other, then that's toxic, you know. But me telling you about your ass when you done showed your ass, that is not toxic behavior. (laughs) So let's just get that clear. And every relationship doesn't have to look like that, but it can yeah, no, and the only reason that we're saying this is because people use the word toxic and gaslighting too damn much. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. everything is not toxic it's and not everything toxic. is not gaslighting. And <laughs> I feel like I like the fact that y'all are that we're starting to use expressive words, but please use them correctly. I'm laughing so hard because I'm thinking about my mama. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, I feel like she be hearing these words and she like, well, what? <laughs> 
that. <laughs> or she just be like, well, everything is, is this. If you do this, then, then then you doing it to me now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I love Mama Raquel. She's funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. <laughs> okay, friend. So question for you. Do you believe that a toxic relationship can be salvaged and turned into a healthy one? Um. Yes, no. If if both parties recognize that the relationship is toxic, but so, okay. The way I want to say this is, is that if two people come into a relationship and they're not necessarily responding to the person, but like you mentioned earlier, like subconsciously reacting from certain things or Mm -hmm. not even recognizing that they're behaving in Mm -hmm. a certain way, but they're bringing out the worst in each other, but they recognize that piece. So they're bringing mm-hmm. in the toxic behaviors, mm-hmm. but it's not always intended at the person is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. Right, um, right. But they recognize that these are very toxic behaviors that are not helping the fruition of their relationship development. Mm-hmm. Then, yes, I do think that they can salvage the relationship. If we mm-hmm. are both at this accepting space that like we do not want to be behaving this way and I can take accountability mm-hmm. for how I'm behaving, how you're behaving and how we're triggering each other, I think that relationship can be um, salvaged. Granted, I think that relationships like that are also can be quite linked to um, to trauma bonding as well, not in the aspect of we've experienced a traumatic experience together, but in mm-hmm. the aspect of we both have trauma history and because our trauma history mm-hmm. looks similar, let's we can connect over that. Um, and we're bonded over that piece, which... Um, doesn't always have to look, you know, like a negative thing, but for the most part, it it can transpire into that when the behaviors are not addressed. Okay. Let me say this. The reason why it can transpire into that is because if both of you are bringing the same behaviors to the relationship, then nobody is recognizing that something is misplaced. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But needless needless to say is that, um, yeah, I do think that, you know, toxic behavioral relationships can be salvaged. Um, but I don't think that they can if there's no accountability and mm-hmm. there's an unwillingness to like heal self. Mm-hmm. Because I also think if you're in a toxic relationship, you need to be in individual therapy um, as well as couples therapy and probably even individual first for a mm-hmm. bit. And I'll say this to close out, toxic relationships can look, as we mentioned before, um, abusive relationships, which you can't be in couples therapy while abuse is still happening. Relationships with infidelity um, that's ongoing, which you can't be in couples therapy if that's still happening. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, and if there's uh, active substance abuse happening in the relationship, which cannot happen in therapy or couples therapy cannot be happening mm-hmm. if that's still going. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. What and, do you um, think? Okay. Yeah, so before I do that, and I was I just want to say um 100% what Rodney said, if you're in if the abuse is still happening, then ultimately you should not be in couples therapy. But I, you know, but also I feel like there's a, another layer to it now. Physical and, you know, domestic violence, like that is like line in the sand. No, like, do not collect $200, do not pass go. However, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to, um, when I say, e- like, thinking about emotional uh, abuse, um, 
if and, and when I say emotional abuse, meaning that you don't know how to communicate properly with yeah. each other and you use profane words, you can come into therapy with that and work on that together because really that's just a matter of poor communication and not being able to express yourself um, in a mature way versus using profanity or, or bringing someone down. So it's possible that, you know, ultimately you can come in being fractured in the communication area that could be seen as emotionally or mentally abusive and still be able to move through that if both parties are are willing participants um but other than that outside of that little <laughs> that little sp- space then no you can't it's not going to be effective if you're currently um in an abusive situation um yes thank you for um addressing that very true of course so i agree with everything you said. What comes up for me is I do believe that a toxic relationship can be salvaged and turned into a healthy one. Um, But the things that come up for me to, I guess, facilitate that would be self-awareness on both ends, accountability on both ends, and a willingness to change for the better, not just for the relationship, but for each individual part. So that means right. that, yes, I'm going to make these changes in this relationship because I want us to have a healthy relationship, but I'm also walking into this this area or this space of change, knowing that it's going to make me a better individual. So there should be a double-sided benefit. Like I'm not just doing this for you and our relationship, but I'm doing this for me as myself because being a better partner is going to make me be a better individual. Yep. Um but that willingness to change, that's that's the biggest key. Um, and actually being able to be self-aware because sometimes, you know, like like Rade said, we, you know, we do trauma bond with people sometimes, but a lot of the times when we come from, you know, broken homes or abusive homes or what have you, that ultimately whether we were the ones who were abused or we just witnessed, especially the people, the the people who just witnessed it. Um, now, mm-hmm. the people who witness it, it's a little different because it's harder for them to recognize that they may be actually doing the same behaviors that they have witnessed. So mm-hmm. that's where that self awareness comes in. And some people are receptive to constructive feedback, and you know. Um, their partner being assertive and telling them, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is what is happening. This is how I'm feeling. And then they're able to then reflect. But you have some people who have been in it, in that space for so long that it's not a uh, unwillingness to be self-aware, but it's just that they don't know how. And that's just always how they've been. So yeah. um, like I said, ultimately, self-awareness, accountability, and a willingness to change is, is to me is the quote unquote recipe for, you know, turning a toxic relationship um, into a healthy one. And talk and remember toxic relationship and abusive relationship, those are two different things. An abusive relationship, that's a whole different cycle of um issues than just having toxic behaviors and uh the foundation of your relationship is it's not toxic, if that makes sense. Makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> listen, I I tell my clients all the time. I was like, listen, when I say this, when I say does it make sense, I'm really asking, does it really make sense? Now it has nothing to do with your comprehension um level. <laughs> I just need to make sure the way that I felt like it was supposed to come out that it was received in that such a yes. way. Yes. <laughs> Retweet. That's definitely my life. Um, okay, so what advice would you give someone that was in a toxic relationship? Oh, that's in a toxic relationship, yes. Um I would say, you know, one of the things would be to reevaluate your relationship. Take a good look at yourself. 
um, reflect on the relationship and, you know, ask yourself, is this person or my partner causing real damage to my self-esteem and overall mental wellness? That is, and if you answer yes to any of those, then that might be a sign that you might need to think about what your next steps are or, you know, what it looks like for you to exit that relationship, which would be, um, to, you know, let that relationship fade over time, slowly uh, communicating with this person less and less. And that's, you know, ultimately for some of those situations where um, you don't have a live-in partner or you're not in a, you know, solid uh, romantic or long-term relationship, like with friendships or people that you just met and you were trying to build, you know, a friendship, and then you started noticing all this toxic stuff um, happening, then that would be a method for that. But um, ultimately. Um, or you can um, sorry, discontinue the communication immediately, especially if the relationship is toxic and abusive, um, especially um, any type of domestic violence. And, you know, or you can just, you know, walk out like a G, like, hey, I'm out of here. Peace. And this is the reason why I wish you well and have a nice life. You know what I mean? But I also, but I always feel like it starts with self-awareness, really understanding, okay, what is the damage that is being caused? What, how is this impacting you? You know what I mean? Have you tried anything to, um, for you all to kind of salvage and make your relationship healthy to no avail? You know what I mean? Have you tried to have these conversations or initiate some change within your relationship and they were unwilling to do so? Um, but always remember, if you're being harmed, you need to step away. And if you're being harmed emotionally, psychologically, or you're in a toxic relationship slash environment, and you don't know what to do, then that's typically a sign of it's maybe time for you to exit. Um, you know, like why they say therapy is a good option. Um, you know, also, you know, relying and leaning into your support system um, is also um, a good mm -hmm. um, way mm -hmm. to, you know, cope with um, being in a toxic relationship, but also getting what you need to leave that toxic relationship if it's not something that you both are willing to um, work through. I think that what was said perfectly. Friend? I think that was said perfectly. Um, I really don't have much to add to that, except I... You know, I think the only thing I'll say is this, is that, you know, when you're in a toxic relationship, we went through, you know, all of these different feelings that you could have and experiences that you can have while in a toxic relationship so that you can be more aware of what the symptoms look like. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think regardless of what we have even had to say today, you would know if you're in a toxic relationship, you can feel it. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. good. Okay, it's an ongoing exhaustion. It's an ongoing mm -hmm. um, feeling of anxiety, sometimes mm -hmm. depression, um, sometimes skittishness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so all of those things, like you're constantly walking on eggshells. And so if you are experiencing that and you and your partner are unable to reach a space of trying to heal together, mm -hmm. um, then I think that you know, that is, that's when you lean into your supports, whether that's therapy, whether it's your family, your friends. And honestly, I'll also say if you have um, someone that, you know, can be pretty objective with you, whether it's a therapist or a really good friend or a family member, talk to them. You know, maybe they have 
some things that they're seeing in your relationship if they're around enough, or maybe there are some things that they're not seeing because you're not around enough based on the toxicity of the relationship. That mm. if you hear it from them, that it will probably click a little bit more and probably even validate some of the things that you're thinking and feeling. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you said it great. You said it perfectly. And I, that was, I think, all I would add to that. Yeah, no, you made a great point, uh, Rade, about someone who can be objective. Um, so basically, you know, loosely, objective with love. Yes, yes, but loose is <laughs> stating the 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 bitch that's gonna tell you the truth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Regardless of how you may mm-hmm. accept that truth. Um, because we all know we have people that we're going to go who's going to pacify us and, you know, rub our backs and, you know, um, you know, just be encouraging and supportive. Sometimes we have people in our lives that will tell us exactly how it is, not to necessarily harm us, but to get us to a place where we can do the reflection that we need in order to put ourselves in a better position, whether that is in that relationship or beyond that relationship. So, you know, when you go to, you know, uh, cousin Keisha, Keisha going to tell you how it is and she don't she don't give a damn. And, you know. Not to feed stereotypes, but I do have a cousin named Keisha, so don't come for me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, um, you know, but we also know that we don't go to those people until we're actually ready to hear the truth. So, you know, that is also uh, part of that formula that Rade and I just spoke of. You have to be ready. And if you're not ready, nothing's going to work and you're going to find yourself in that cycle over and over again. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's the courage to the courage of acceptance. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Retweet. OK. Well, all right, fam. Let's move on to our Earth lesson of the week. So good relationships are by no accident. They are birthed through emotional vulnerability, honesty and effective communication. Strong and healthy relationships occur when each person gives their best selves to one another, not the leftovers after the world is done with them. I'm going to say that one more time. A strong and healthy relationship occurs when each person gives their best selves to one another, not the leftovers after the world is done with them. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam, remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. I love that earth lesson. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist.